Hey, it's Lacey Broussard, and this is the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast. From sex and motherhood, birth and relationships, communication and intimacy building, and Taoism and Tantra, we explore topics such as self-care, self-pleasure, body image, jadex, the feminine cycles, creativity in business, and modern spirituality. The Multi-Orgasmic Mama is a place to come for true stories and transformational advice on how to be a mama and a multi-orgasmic woman too. Welcome to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast. Today we have on Miss Amanda Testa. Hey, Amanda, how you doing? Hello, Lacey. I'm doing awesome. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's so good to have you on today. So just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yes, ma'am. Happy to. Well, I am a sex, love, and relationship coach, and I work with moms to reconnect with their sexuality after kids, a lot like you. And I am based in Denver, Colorado. I have a five-year-old daughter, handsome hubby, and I actually have had my business for about two years now and love, love, love being able to help women really feel amazing in their own bodies again and feel sexually alive and be able to really have a lot more presence in their parenting and, and, you know, spice in their intimacy. Yeah. It's delicious. Awesome. So I'm curious how you got in all of this. We all want to hear this story. Um, like what inspired you to start this business even before, um, you know, like you had a business going before you were in the same coaching program that I was in. Mm-hmm. And I just want to hear how you got into that. Totally. Yeah, this is another, this is not really what I planned on doing with my life, right? I never, I didn't really wake up one morning and be like, I'm going to be a sex coach. Yes. <laughs> but it's super cool. But um, actually it happened kind of by accident, honestly. And as a result, as many people, you know, get into this kind of work because of my own experience. And when I, let's see, I think my daughter was around two, about two years old. 18 months or so, I just really found myself kind of getting into a depression. And of course, I loved being a mom and I love my daughter and my family, but this is going to sound bad. I guess kind of the novelty wore off of like being up all night and never sleeping and not taking care of yourself and put, you know, really struggling with remembering who I was as a woman besides just being a mother kind of all came crashing down on me. And I just remember waking up feeling so resentful and annoyed before the day even began, just totally depleted and exhausted. And I just went to the bathroom and looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, WTF, like I really, this cannot be my life. Like I cannot live like this anymore. And I just vowed in that moment to really look for options of what I could do to feel better. You know, I worked out a lot. I led Stroller Strides, which is a workout group for moms. I'm not sure if they have that in Louisiana, but. So I worked out and I was trying, I was doing all these things I thought where I was supposed to be doing, but I still was not, something was missing. And I came across our teacher, Layla Martin. She had, I don't even remember how I found it, but I found her Jade Pleasure Course. And I kind of signed up as, I didn't even know what to expect. Honestly, when I first signed up, I really did it for my husband. I was like, oh, maybe this will, you know, make things spicier in the bedroom for my husband. Um, Right. It was not about me even in that moment. Uh-huh. And then after starting to do the work, I realized, holy moly, there's so much to this. And really creating that connection with myself and my own body, how powerful that was and how much healing I experienced through the experience. 
I realized I really want to be able to teach other women about this. This is like something everybody should know. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of so, how it started. So you, you brought up a, a, something that I've been thinking about and it's the difference between self care and self pleasure. And so you talked about Jade pleasure was a, a, a Layla Martin course that we've both gone through. So, you know, what is that? First of all, because some of you out there probably don't know what we're talking about. Um, and like you got into it for, you know, for your husband, you said, but how did that turn into like your, your own practice, your own self-pleasure practice? And how is that different from like a self-care practice like you were doing before? That is a great question, Lacey. Thank you for asking that. Because really when I would think about self-care before, you know, what would that look like working out or eating well or getting a pedicure? All those things are amazing, right? They're great. They make you feel good. Mm-hmm. And with Jade Pleasure, what that course is, it's basically, a, I think it was seven weeks or so, and you go through these different exercises and you use an egg made of jade and you put it in your vagina and you do exercises with it. So number one, it's really healing for your pelvic floor. So as a post mama, you know like how important that can be. So you can sneeze without peeing your pants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> secondly, it really just helped me to kind of feel sensation there again, you know, like, and to feel, well, I can actually take some time for myself and actually be with my body and like touch my body and like give myself a sensual massage and touch my breasts. They're not just for my daughter to nurse, you know, those kind of things, just realizing and kind of rediscovering my body again Mm. because I hadn't spent much time with it Yeah, for two years. It was everyone else's property, I felt like. Mm-hmm. I felt that way too. And that was <laughs> really, really hard because like, I, nobody ever talks about this either, about how breastfeeding can be super challenging. But I just want to say I would have rather birthed a baby and been in labor for like, you know, multiple times over than had to do the whole breastfeeding thing. It was awful. Like, it was really, 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 really hard for me to continue with that because I always felt like, you know, my body belonged to something else. Like it it was a beautiful thing. And like I, the connection was wonderful, but like when it was time to be over with the breastfeeding phase, I was so freaking excited about it. (laughs) Yes. Because I wanted my body back. So do you think that that's a normal thing that women experience is just this complete feeling like, my body's not mine anymore. I mean, let's talk about that. (laughs) I do. And it's actually a real thing where, you know, if you think about when you have a baby, how you have this really bond, obviously that's nature's intent so that you stay bonded and connected and you get all these oxytocin being released every time you nurse or like are connected with your baby, you get tons of physical connection and physical touch. So for you, you're getting all those needs from your baby. And when you think about like your partner, they, on the other hand, don't get that. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times what happens with women too is like, and especially if you have multiple kids at the end of the day, you're really touched out. Like you don't even want to touch your own body, much less have someone else touch your body, especially yeah. not have someone else touch your body. So I think that is a real thing. I mean, I hear that from a lot of women. Yeah. And so what I often find is that, you know, there's this initial thing after you have a kid, you know, like, yes your body is to help keep your baby alive. Like it's pure survival mode. 
but that often gets stuck. Like I find that women get stuck in that and then it, they just don't come out of it. A lot of them don't. Some of them do somehow magically will come out of it even with such little support that we have for post women. But like if someone is done breastfeeding and their kid is two or three years old now and like how, how do you get out of that? You know, like where would you start? I mean, I know we both did this Jade Pleasure course, but like what was it that, you know, gave you the, oh my God, I have to do these practices every day. <laughs> you know, like you said, the motivation was your husband, like, you know, did you have any, anything that like really kept you going through the practices or did, was it just that? Well, you know what? Cause as you mentioned that when I first started, like I thought it would be for my husband and it ended up being for me and really had nothing to do with him. And I came to find out, and I love how you talked about this the other day I saw, but you know, that you're, that my sexuality was for me and this energy was for me to do what I wanted with. And of course, the more I cultivated it, the more I wanted to share it with him and the more I wanted to be intimate with him. But it just kind of changed my perspective on that, number one. And also what I think that kept me doing it is just once I got into the habit of spending that time with myself, it was like this sexy little secret that I had. And I would be like, all right, I'm going to bed. And I mean, that was the thing. He knew what I was doing. But I was like, I would go to bed like a good 30 minutes before he did, right? And it doesn't have to be a long, I wouldn't necessarily make it a long practice all the time because I was tired and didn't have the time. But even 15 minutes made such a difference. And just knowing I had that time just for me. And that I was just going to really nourish my, myself and my body. It was transformational, really. Yeah. So how? Like, you, from what I know of you, you have a really great relationship with your husband. And, like, how does that improve things for y'all? You know? Because like, I hear a lot of people say, like, well, if you already have a great relationship, then why are you going to fix something that you broke kind of thing? Even my husband said that <laughs> Yeah. started working on this. So I want to hear what you have to say about that. That's so true because many like if, yeah, exactly. If it's not broke, why fix it? At the same time, I think what I'm very lucky that my husband is into always trying to better himself as well. He's open to things. And I think he, when we first got together, kind of motivated me to be more like that. And he knew that I was exhausted and he would be very respectful of that. But at the same time, and I know we really missed that connection and we were pretty good about it, but I could still, it wasn't like it was before I got pregnant. And then after, you know, parenting and being exhausted and really, I think a lot of times I would be intimate even when I didn't want to, you know, and I think a lot of women do that. It's like a to-do thing on your list. Like, oh, now I got to do this. Oh, now I got to go have sex with my husband. Oh, this and that. And it's really not for you at all. And then what I, what, what switched for me is that realizing that, yes, it is okay for me to be okay with my body and my stomach being the way it is and my boobs looking like they do and loving them anyway and being like, okay, to like let everything flap around as it needs to, right? And feel good about it. <laughs> Sorry, it was like a cough laugh there. <laughs> but yeah, but like I think it really just got me feeling so comfortable in my skin and it made me be able to have more connected intimacy with him and like be more present in the moment when we were together and actually enjoy it and allow myself to enjoy it and not just let it be all for him or for his pleasure or like to try to look a certain way because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. That was a huge shift that happened for me as well. Mm. What feeling like you could feel free to like express yourself. Yes. And then feeling, you know, like it wasn't all for him. Okay. Gotcha. 
yeah, that was, that was super important for me as well. I remember with my ex that it was a lot of just doing this because, you know, this is what you do as a wife, you know, and it, and there wasn't much to it. It felt really, really shallow and yucky and I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. And when I met my current man and started working on my sexuality, it became a completely different thing. And I think that women don't even realize what's possible. Like they don't even know what their sexuality could be because no one's freaking talking about it. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So glad we are today. <laughs> yes. I mean, definitely. Cause I mean, you could have something great, but it could also be like ice cream is good. And then what if it's like a chocolate fudge on top? And then what if there's also a brownie and like, you know, you can just keep making it better and better and like enjoy it to the fullest and like in every sense of the word, which I think from doing this kind of work and like really connecting deeply to myself, I'm able to more connect to him. I'm able to open up deeper than I ever have before. You know, he even says that because I think there was parts of me that were still like holding back and kind of there were parts of me protecting myself. So as much as I thought I was bringing all of myself through the relationship, I really wasn't. Mm -hmm. There was parts of me that I was still guarding. Really? Now, you know, through doing this work, I realized, you know what, to be, to be in the best relationship, I've got to like fully give all of myself to him and not be afraid of what happens on the other side, right? Mm, yes. When you said that, it immediately made me think about how so many women are so scared to get vulnerable and intimate with their partner because, you know, it's scary to be vulnerable. Obviously, like everyone's got fear around that because we all have some, you know, we all have some sort of wounding around being rejected or not accepted because of something you might share with someone, right? Like, I don't think anybody escapes through life without that. Right. But, you know, when you can show up and be all of who you are in a relationship and put two feet in instead of one foot in and one foot out. Like you realize quicker whether or not this is going to work for you, <laughs> you know, because if you're, if you're doing the one foot in one foot out kind of thing, you're never really surrendering to the possibility of what could happen if you really did open up, like maybe he would accept you for all of who you are. Um, yeah. And when, with my first relationship uh, with my kid's dad, I felt that too. It was like, you know, I, I fully committed to it, but I realized in the commitment that this wasn't for me. Like he could not accept me for all of me. Like I could, I was never going to be able to get that intimacy that I wanted with him. So it made it really clear that I'd have to, I'd have to get out of that and, and find somebody that could. So I love that you, you point that out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, the more you open up and the more vulnerable you are, it gives them that invitation to do the same. Mm -hmm. And then you just like keep peeling these different, like peeling more and more layers back and like connecting more and more deeply mm. as each layer like comes off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So cool. <laughs> so what's your favorite style of self-pleasure practice so you know we talked about how there's a difference between self-care and self-pleasure <clears throat> in a minute and many women think that you know like a self-pleasure practice just means that you masturbate and with a goal in mind so let's talk about that yeah I love this because you know we were I was actually talking about this earlier with someone you know on how maybe it used to be like you get out the vibrator and a couple minutes later you're done uh -huh. and I realize now looking back, 
that's fine if you want to use a vibrator. More power to you. Every once in a while, I think that that's you know perfectly fun. But the I found like anything, the more you do it the same way all the time, it kind of changes your sensations. So it's a very non-realistic sensation that's hard to replicate in actual intimacy, right? Mm. So the more I stopped doing that and the more I started like working with the jade egg and like going back to just using my, my hands and like touching my own body, the more I kind of allowed that sensation to come back and to feel it more deeply, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, and I really love now how I think what happened with the jade egg practice and why that was different for me as just like a, like masturbating or self-pleasuring is because I had more of attention and intention behind it. Mm-hmm. And like, this was time just for me. And, you know, I like to create a little kind of ritual around it, right? Just like setting the, make the room nice and like light a candle and, you know, play some music, whatever. You don't always have to do that, but I like to do that. So for me, it's like a little ceremony honoring myself, right? Yeah. So that's the difference for me. It's not just like quick and dirty, like you said, with the end goal in mind. It's just like, whatever happens, my goal is to just be present and, you know, allow myself to experience whatever I need in this moment. Mm. And you can, you know, custom make your practice however you want, which I love. Like if I really am feeling like I want a pleasurable experience, that is what I will do. Or if I just feel like I need to be nourishing, maybe it's just, I don't even touch my vulva. Maybe I just like lovingly stroke my face and my body for a few minutes like it doesn't it's just whatever it takes to feel good or to give my body what it needs in that moment right yeah I think one of the most transformative things um and and reclaiming the sensitivity around my sexuality was that you have to drop that goal like we are so goal-oriented in our sexuality like it totally kills everything (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when we have this, this idea that, you know, it has to get done in five minutes and this is how we do it every time. Well, that becomes this like really boring thing sometimes. And then it makes you not want to do it. But, um, when you give yourself time to do a self-pleasure practice and to really feel the sensation in your body, it just becomes this completely different experience. And I experienced that with the jade egg too, is that the sensation that I could feel was so much more after doing, you know, two, three months of JDEG practices regularly. And my orgasms were so much stronger. <laughs> so if that gives you motivation, mamas, then definitely get one just for better and stronger orgasms, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So is there any particular... Um, favorite self-pleasure practice that you have? Like what's your favorite um, thing to use? I don't know. There's glass dildos. There's a laid uh, moonstone dildo that, you know, we've practiced a lot with in our, in our coaching program. Um, So I'm just curious about what some of your favorite things are. I would say, honestly, I love the jade egg and just my own hands. That's my favorite. I would say, honestly, I love that so much. And mm, Sometimes it just depends on the other items. It just kind of depends on what mood I'm into, really. But I know I can always fall back. So if I'm picking my favorite, it would be the jade egg in my own hands. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> awesome. A lot of people are going to sit here and listen to this and be like, yeah, I don't have time. And I don't have more than five minutes to do a, a self-pleasure practice. Like, mm-hmm. It's really important to have a mindset shift around that. 
And I'm just wondering what, what had to happen for you to start prioritizing that, you know, with a little girl and, you know, taking this course and starting a business, like you were obviously really busy. So like what had to change for you um, to make this a priority? Right. Well, I look at it this way. It's like you said, it's a mindset shift. And when you think about it, do you have 15 minutes? You know, do you look at Facebook for 15 minutes at night? Do you watch TV? Do you fart around the house? Like looking at all the things you have to do and just like shuffle from one room to the another, not doing anything. Like you can make 15 minutes for yourself. And even if that takes, you know, letting your kids watch the iPad for 15 minutes and locking yourself in the bathroom, in the bathtub, you know, you can make it happen. The thing is, is do you want to bad enough? And that's what you have to decide. And I know this is an old cliche, cliche thing, and so I hate when people say it, but it is so true. You know, like everybody talks about the air mask and the airplane, right? Yeah. Put yours on first because if you're dead, you're not going to help anyone else, right? You're passed out. Everyone else on your row is going to die too. Um, <laughs> same as a parent. Like if you are totally depleted, are you going to yell at your kids more? Yes. Are you going to be mean more often than you want to be? Yes. Are you going to react versus respond? Most likely. So when, you know, and I think honestly, as a mom, at the end of the day, you really want to do your best to be a good parent and you know that you have a ton on your plate. And so it is hard to prioritize what's important, but I think you can um, figure out a way to make 15 minutes for yourself. Or what I also like to tell busy women is like, how can you incorporate it into what you're already doing? Mm. You know, like when you're in the shower, what else can you do to like be loving and nurturing to your body? You know, when you're waking up in the morning, before you hop out of the bed and get rushing, can you just take a minute and like put your hands on your body and just send it some love, like simple things like that, right? Back to your relationship, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of women's motivation for opening up their sexuality is either because they want better sex or they want sex at all, right? You know, like why else would you be even listening to this podcast if you didn't want better sex or mm -hmm. to have sex at all? Um, but, you know, as, as moms, it's really hard to redefine the relationship after having kids because it is a transition. Like you're going through a different stage of life and, and you're transitioning and, you know, from maiden to mother and, you know, your relationship is naturally going to transition to that. So I'm just mm -hmm. wondering if you have any tips or secrets to share about how to navigate those changes if you are in relationship and what you can can do to strengthen the intimacy and connection even through those shifts? Yeah, that's a great question because that is such a challenge, that transition. I think no one prepares you for that. Mm -hmm. And I think number one is being really gentle with yourself and honoring your needs and having really good and open communication with your partner, which can be challenging because a lot of times, like I mentioned earlier, you know, you're getting all your physical touch from your kids and they aren't, and they still have that need. And you want to make sure that you are communicating on a regular basis. Like if you aren't able to have the intimacy that you want, what else can you do to be close and spend time together and try to build that back up? Because I think what happens for a lot of couples is they go for a certain amount of time without having sex, and then they're like, oh, now we haven't sex in this long. Oh, then we have to do it. And then it puts so much pressure on them, you know, and then they don't necessarily enjoy it as much because they feel like it's like, oh, well, we have to do this. When, you know, I think at the end of the day, we all crave connection, and we all want to be close and to feel connected to our partner. And 
thinking of other ways that you can do that, you know, and being patient with yourself as you get back on the road to intimacy, like actual sex. You can also like, what else could be sexy things you could do together? Like maybe you don't have penetration, but maybe there's other things you can do, um, you know, to get each other's needs met, but honoring your own healing in the process, right? Because there is a lot of healing that comes after childbirth and it can take a while for you to really feel good in your, in your body again. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And <laughs> do you have any secrets or any tip to share on being a multi-orgasmic mama? Oh, yes. I think, you know, making that time for your own sensual, you know, self-care and for, and to really view yourself as like this motherly goddess and like, how can you nurture her? And knowing that it's okay to be sexual and a mother and you can be both you don't have to let one whole side of you go now that you're a mother but you can be both mm. yes how do you deal with conditioning against that because that's like one of the whole reasons they started this podcast is because so many women feel like they they can't have both you know well i think what it comes down to is probably a lot of like you said conditioned shame around having sex and shame, but hello, we're all here from, from sex. I mean, how do you think the kids got here in the first place? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's just something that is so important between you and your partner. And also because you want your kids to grow up knowing what is possible, right? You want them to be in a happy, fulfilled relationship. I can't imagine you would wish for your kid. You look at them and be like, Oh, I hope they end up in a sexist marriage one day. Is that what you want for your kid? No. Oh my God. You want them to be fulfilled. So you're like, you know, be the example for them. Yeah. You know, and the more you are connected and then like feeling good in your own skin, think about how much more loving you are to your kids, how much more patient you are and how much more loving you are to your husband. And then how much more collaboration and and, um, harmony in the home there is. And you think about that. Think about that harmony in your home when you and your husband are connecting and everything's well versus when you're not and there's stress and there's tension and your kids can feel that. God. Yeah. Yeah. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. Having a good sex life is a big deal in a family as as a parent. It's important. You know, you can't just let yourself wither away and just slowly die inside because what example are you setting if that happens and it can happen. So that's why, you know, we're, we're here to help and like to offer, um, inspiration that it is possible, you know, and Lacey, you have four kids, like you're amazing, ah. right? And you still do it. So it's possible. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. And I think this is one thing to point out is that knowing that it's totally normal for your relationship to have different seasons mm-hmm. and to not beat yourself up when that happens, but keeping that line of communication constantly open because you know, it's a vulnerable time for relationships after kids because everybody still has needs and you still need to get those, you know, you want to make sure that you are hearing each other and like holding space for each other and making that a regular thing. And so as annoying as it is, you know, you just got to put time, focus and attention on it. I mean, like anything, you got to nurture it and make, make it a priority. So it's, I think what helps you do that is like we talked about earlier, really focusing on why it's important to you. Because then that helps you in those times when you're just like, oh, I just want to go to sleep. But then there's kind of a little tinge and understanding that for most women, it does take like being in the right context to feel turned on. 
you know, it's not like immediate, but like allowing yourself to like explore and like, hmm, maybe I could change from a no to a yes or versus like if it's a real no, right? Because sometimes it's just easy and you don't want to deal with it. Yeah. If you're in that busy day, 1030, you're like, uh. But yeah, but I do think the more you spend time together and doing it, it's super fun, A. And usually nine times out of 10, your husband's going to be on board. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. it does. It makes just, it's so much fun. It like brings back that Twitter-pated feeling from back when you first started dating. Yeah. You know, and you send each other these like silly texts and like, you know, my husband and I do that all the time and I love Oh, <laughs> like I still can remember now, like I'm dating myself here, but when the iPhone first came out, we first started dating and I remember there was like a certain sound that I had for his texts oh. and like still when I hear it, I get like a little, <laughs> <laughs> like giggly schoolgirl feeling and I love that. <laughs> That's the beauty. Like it can come back. And, you know, if you nurture it, it will just, it will keep getting better. Yeah, it does. Because you open yourself up to new experiences. When you start working on your sexuality, making it a priority, incorporating a self-care practice into your life, it, it blows the door open to a whole nother world. And nothing gets boring anymore because you have so many, you know, experiences that you can choose to have, you know. Um, if we want to do a, a kinky sex night, then we will, we know how to go there now. We know how to create boundaries and we know how to talk about it. And when we want to have like, you know, a sex magic session, <laughs> which is some of my favorite actually, yeah. like we know how to do that too. And it, like it, all the experiences are just so multifaceted and it's like, it doesn't become this boring routine anymore. So yes, I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing um, everything that you did and for talking with me about all of this amazing juiciness that we just went over today. <laughs> so could you tell us uh, where you, you have, um, you have workshops in Denver, right? I do. And I also do, I do virtual workshops as well. Okay. I have a couple of different programs that I offer and I also do one-on-one coaching, but you can always check out what I have going on my website, which is www.amandatesta.com, T as in tango, amandatesta.com. And I put a ton of information in my group on Facebook, which is Find Your Feminine Fire group. The mm-hmm. whole sentence there, Find Your Feminine Fire group. And yeah, and then I also have a YouTube channel, Amanda Testa. So you can find me around the social media networks. And um, Yes, I love your Facebook group. It's awesome. She does, uh, Amanda does an amazing uh, interview series of women on her Facebook group. So definitely join that. I love it. Yes. And I'm going to be excited to have you on in a few weeks too. Yep. That's right. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon.